Welcome to Vegan Stories Podcast, featuring people who eat abundantly, live vibrantly, and dream of a vegan world. I'm your host, Jeff Rosenblum, and today's guest's cooking career began when he was just eight years old, creating dishes from whatever he could find in his father's kitchen. By age 13, he was flaunting his culinary talents by preparing family dinners, much to his mother's delight. After high school, he shelved his love for the kitchen and sold men's clothing while he attended the Ohio State University School of Business. Selling suits and ties did not polish his wing-tipped shoes, so he set out to pursue his passion, cooking. He landed a position at one of Columbus, Ohio's premier vegetarian restaurants, the King Avenue Coffee House, and began to establish himself as a leader in the industry. In 1997, he opened his own bakery, Dell's Bread, where he created, prepared, and served delicious vegan pastries, breads, pot pies, calzones, smoothies, and other sorted delicacies to the palate of his Columbus-based clientele. In 2001, he transitioned from his bakery business to start a vegan personal chef service, preparing eclectic plant-based cuisine to his already captivated audience. During this time, he developed what became a very popular cooking class series, sharing many of the delicious recipes he had created over the years with his students. In 2006, he joined Wellness Forum Foods as executive chef, where he continued the tradition of delivering great-tasting plant-based meals to clients locally and throughout the continental United States. He currently works for the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies and continues to teach cooking and health classes, and is a keynote speaker at local venues and events around the country. He is the author of Forks Over Knives, The Cookbook, on the New York Times bestseller list for more than 30 weeks. Better Than Vegan, the story of his struggle with weight loss and gain, and how he managed to lose over 200 pounds on a low-fat, plant-based diet and the China Study Quick and Easy Cookbook. I am thrilled to welcome to Vegan Stories podcast, Chef Del Sroof. Hi, Del. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Del, one of the first cookbooks that I purchased and used after going vegan nine years ago and learning to cook a couple of years after that was Forks Over Knives, the cookbook, and it was a big part of my culinary education. Your baked spaghetti squash with spicy sauce recipe became one of my all-time favorites and a regular dish that I've prepared ever since. So thank you for that and for joining me on my podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad you're enjoying the cookbook. Yeah, my pleasure, and I sure am. And, And I always like to begin by setting the stage for our listeners. So would you please tell us your age? I am, uh, well, I'll be 60 in a few weeks. Oh, that's, that's, that's excellent. And where are you originally from, Del? I am from Columbus, Ohio. 
And is that where you currently live? Yep, I've lived here all of my 60 years. Ah, that's great. Well, well, thank you for that, Dell. Now, how long have you been vegan and what led you to pursue that lifestyle? Um, long question, long answer, but um, I went to work. I was at Ohio State University studying business and I hated it. And I wanted to go get some management experience. So a friend of mine was working at this small vegetarian coffee house, um, one of the very few vegetarian places on on campus and in Columbus. And so I went to work there as assistant manager, uh, ended up staying there for about eight and a half years. And over the course of that time, we slowly transitioned back then. Our menu was a mostly um, it was veg vegetarian with some vegan items, but a lot of dairy and a lot of cheese and a lot of eggs. Um, we had a, a very popular quiche on our menu, um, eggs Florentine for Sunday brunch, things like that. But by the time that I left, um, we had converted that menu to about 50, 60 percent vegan. Um, I had left management to go back into the kitchen over those years. And um, through a lot of conversations with uh, employees and with the original owner and and the such, uh, by the time I left there, I became vegan. I opened a vegan bakery and moved into a, uh, a food co-op to operate my bakery there. And that was 1997. Wow. Wow. So how many years is that? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a bit. Well, I, I had my struggles with veganism. I, I think that I, I reverted back to a meat eating diet um, a few times, but eventually came back to it as just the right decision to make and uh, have been vegan ever since. Well, take us through that time in your life when you made that transition from selling suits and ties to pursuing your passion for cooking. What, what, what was going through your, your mind at that time? Well, I, to be honest, I hated the school of business. I hated the idea. I, I actually never wanted to really to pursue a business degree, a, a career. My, my, I was really a music lover and wanted to study music, but my dad convinced me that uh, maybe a business degree is more practical. Um, I worked retail. I had been working retail since... Um, Oh my God, since I was a kid, I was a teenager working at um, Pier 1 Imports. Um, and then in 19, uh, 1980, went to work for Lazarus, now Macy's department stores. And uh, stayed, And I liked it. I liked retail a lot. Um, I, I still do miss the, the retail side of life um, um, after I closed down my restaurants and such, or my bakery and such. But... Um, after after eight and a half years, I felt like I was just trapped in this uh, in this place, and I needed more stimulation. So I mean, and I gave up. A, I had a pretty decent career going and selling men's clothing on a commission basis, but um, I gave it all up and went to work for barely above minimum wage at this restaurant because they offered me the chance to, you know, wanted to learn something completely different to to gain management skills so that I could eventually. Um, go and get better paying jobs. And that was why I went there. I wasn't vegetarian when I went there, though I had been familiar. Two of my closest friends 
were vegetarian and we used to cook together a lot. And I actually cooked at home when I was in college and poor. Um, I had a couple of very popular uh, with me vegan dishes that I would make just because they were so inexpensive. So um, it, it was a, 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 some familiarity there. And, and then eventually, you know, like I said, I started talking to employees, a few of whom were vegan and a few customers who were vegan about um, what animals uh, suffered um, to put uh, meat and dairy and stuff on, the, on our plate. And uh, part of me just couldn't justify that, couldn't, couldn't see why that had to be, especially since here I was in this environment making this amazing food um, that tasted good, that didn't require um, the loss of lives for any of the animals um, to, to, to make it happen. Phil, what is your typical process for developing recipes? Does it start by putting pen to paper or experimenting in the pot? Well, believe it or not, it, it happens both ways. Um, I, I'm kind of an experimental guy, so sometimes I just get in the kitchen and I read this book once that a, a, a client, a customer gave me about the Zen cooking. And, and it was all about taking what you have in front of you, what's here now with you, and then making the best dish possible from that. And I always kind of adopted and, and, and love that philosophy. And it's responsible for any number of, of dishes that you'll find both in cookbooks and in, in some of my retail uh, projects that I used to do. Um, but, you know, I think recipes happen in, in any number of ways. When I wrote Forks Over Knives, a cookbook, that I had 90 days to write that manuscript. And so I took the years of experience of cooking that I had and sat down with pen and paper and put all of those recipes on paper. You know, so the recipes were created maybe organically or however they were created, but they got put on paper by me sitting down at a, a computer for three months and 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 putting them all there. Um, but quite often, uh, there, a lot of times a vegan recipe happens because I wanted a vegan version of a favorite non-vegan recipe. So one of the most popular recipes that I do is called oven fried tofu. And even my mother agrees that it tastes like her fried chicken. Now it doesn't have the texture of it. It's made from tofu, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it, it has a really good, strong flavor. Um, we had a version of it at the restaurant that was very popular. We made it into barbecue tofu. And um, I eventually wanted a version that was also healthier that didn't need all the oil to make it happen. So, you know, you start putting these thoughts together of what your criteria are for a rest recipe and, and, uh, and, and that's kind of how they happen. Uh, I, I tell people all the time that, you know, when, you, when you're starting to convert and look at becoming vegan, and this is before the plethora of cookbooks was out there, the, the easiest way to think about it is to, to look at vegan, vegan versions of your favorite recipes and how you might convert those. And I think that's a, 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 a really good way to, if you're a creative person at home, a good way to think about creating vegan recipes.
Tell us about your book, Better Than Vegan, your remarkable 200-pound weight loss journey. Well, Better Than Vegan, um, I wrote almost simultaneously when I was writing Forks Over Knives, the cookbook. Um, it was actually going to come out first, but we put it on hold to write Forks Over Knives because there was a deadline. Um, I, When I first went vegan in 1997, I opened up a vegan bakery, and it was full of vegan bakery things, <laughs> cakes and pies and muffins and scones and cookies and the like. And, and I did what any good American boy would do and dove right in and gained almost 200 pounds eating a lot of that, that unhealthy but delicious food. Um, and so it was 2001. I was exhausted. I quit the baking business and started the personal chef service. Um, but it was 2004 before I started uh, realizing I needed to do something to change my health outcomes and uh, went to the uh, wellness forum where I talk about um, in, in, in my bio uh, to uh, ask for help. And I took some classes on healthy eating and learned to eat a whole food plant-based version of a vegan diet um and started losing the weight so now and then and let me say this i've been on a diet i've been on diet since i was eight years old and i still struggle with weight but the whole food plant-based diet has definitely probably the reason i'm still alive on the planet because um it's just that much healthier it's just that i have my my issues with eating like a lot of people do who go on diets well, what tips would you give our listeners who are mothers in the kitchen like I was a few years ago, but who want to begin cooking delicious vegan dishes? Well, I think I think one is you you don't have to you you really want to start simple and, and learn some basic techniques. Um, you know, if if you're vegan and you cook with oil, then you're you're kind of um, at an advantage in terms of cooking because there's a lot more recipes out there for um, that kind of cooking, but um, learn how to read a recipe, learn to distinguish a good recipe from a bad recipe, um, because a lot of poorly written recipes lead to poorly, poorly ex executed um, um, dishes. So, you know, knowing the difference is, uh, is, is, is important. Um, recipes that follow a certain order, the ingredients, follow the order in which they go into a dish. Um, the instructions are clear. Um, you know, if you're confused by how a recipe is written, the description of the recipe should really give you an idea of what, what you're doing. Uh, you know, it should include cooking times and um, maybe even preparation times and all of that. And then you want a consistency of measurements. Like you always want to make sure that um, it's clear what the difference between a tablespoon and a teaspoon is in a recipe. All of those things make difference. And if you spend a little bit of time making yourself familiar with that kind of a thing, so look for, and I'll say this, you know, it, it was the editors uh, of the cookbook for Forks Ever Knives and then my other cookbooks that kept me on track with that, that made sure that I was doing it. So if you look at those recipes, you'll see that consistency. You'll You'll see a certain structure for a recipe that should make it easier to follow. And then if you're new to cooking, you know, don't try and cook the fanciest dish on the planet. 
Start off with stir fries. Stir fries are often really easy dishes. Um, you, you make a sauce that comes together really easy, and then you 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 know you learn how to cook up some rice and some vegetables and put it all together, and you have a dish. So uh, soups are another one that are kind of forgiving. Uh, learn you know if, as long as you're following your measurements correctly, um, it's it's almost hard to me- to mess up a soup. But learn how to um, know the difference between a, a raw potato and a potato that's cooked to where it should be. Um, and those things take practice. The more you do it, it, it really is about, you know, the, the 10,000 hours we hear about, you know, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Well, you mentioned oil a couple of times. What guidance would you give for you want to start cooking without oil for the health benefits? We can't imagine eliminating that ingredient. I know that's a, it's a tough one for a lot of people, but you know, the, um, the, the easiest way to think about it is, is that, um, in sauteing, which is a big thing that we use oil or butter for, you can simply leave it out and do what I do, which is I saute high water content vegetables like onions, carrots, and mushrooms, and bell peppers, and the like in a dry skillet. They don't they don't need anything because the water inherent in those vegetables will come out and help sort of buffer them against the the pan to keep them from burning and sticking. Um, other ingredients like you know drier vegetables and such, you add in later or you steam first to give them a little bit of a buffer. Um, and, and again, my recipes are all written to, to accommodate oil-free cooking. It's a little bit more of a challenge with things like baked goods. Um, applesauce, unsweetened applesauce, is one of my favorite oil replacers in baked goods because it's inexpensive. It's got a relatively neutral flavor. I even use it to replace the oil in um, a vinaigrette just by blending it in a food processor or a blender um, because the pectins in there give you a little bit of that texture, uh, not texture, but um, that viscosity that you want in, in a vinaigrette so that it sticks to the food to whatever you're making it with. Um, but uh, oil-free is not such a big challenge once you get used to it and learn how to saute without it. Um, you have to stay with it. You know, you can't walk away and just let it cook, but you stir frequently. And then if you need to, add a tablespoon or two of water to your, your saute pan um, when it starts to stick and and you want to get up the little brown bits in the bottom of the pan. Um, so it's, 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 it's not as big a challenge as people think it is. It's more of a mental process for most people. Del, what are some of your favorite dishes that you cook? <laughs> All the dishes. No, I'm, I'm kidding when I say that. Um, I, I, I love, I consider myself still a food explorer. Um, I'm always looking for healthier versions of my favorite food, but I love ethnic foods. Like I love Thai. I love Italian um, I love the Caribbean flavors and Mexican food and Tex-Mex and even um, the, the foods of the Americana. I think Americana cooking for me is fascinating because it really does take on some extremes to make it happen. In other words, uh, we live in a country where a white castle, uh, ca- white castle burger casserole is a thing. Now I don't I don't want that and don't eat that, but that's the kind of mentality where you take Jello pudding mix and add peaches to it and call that a dessert. 
Um, so I'm always fascinated by, by uh, vegan and healthy versions of, of those kinds of foods. But I love Southern cooking. I grew up uh, with a family that really embraces Southern cooking. So I love collard greens and black eyed peas and cornbread. My oven fried tofu with a cashew gravy um, are some of my popular. I love barbecue tofu and barbecue seitan and barbecue jackfruit. Um, I, I have a iffy relationship with jackfruit, but it's kind of growing on me. I love um, burgers, you know, a, a good vegan burger and you know, the any number of ways that you can prepare it. Um, and um, I love breakfast foods. Good God, I love, you know, there's nothing better than brunch. I think Sunday brunch used to be my favorite meal of the day. And I love pizza. I used to have a pizza night at my apartment on Fridays and the whole building would come down and, and, and my apartment building would eat pizza with me. I'd make a homemade dough and uh, I'd make a homemade um, tempeh sausage and um, different toppings and such. And, and we'd all sit around and eat pizza until the dough was gone. Oh. So I, I get a lot of the same foods that, that most people like. I just want uh, healthier versions of those foods. Yeah, I wish I lived in your building when you were doing that. That's fantastic. <laughs> now, are you currently working on any new projects, Dell? Well, yes, I am. Thanks. Um, I'm, I'm currently working with the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies. Um, I, I love the organization and their mission statement. They've got a, a community leads division, which seems seeks to connect the, um, the idea that our individual health and our communal health is also um, our global health. In other words, it's, it's, it's all the same thing in a way. Our individual food choices impact um, the world in which we live in and the communities which we live in. So we are a nonprofit organization that, that seeks to educate people about the benefits of a whole food plant-based diet. Um, and then we also give out, we have a, a new division starting this year that give or last year that gives out grants to individuals and other nonprofits who are working within that same kind of a mission statement. Um, so I, I love it. And then my specific project I'm working on is addressing the obesity epidemic. Um, it's, it's looking at the, the science, the myths, and the outright lies that we're told about weight loss and trying to connect people to the truth so that they can make honest choices about their, 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 their diets and have some sort of, uh, some sort of goal based in reality um, about dieting and weight loss instead of chasing after the plethora of, 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 of schemes and um, 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 money makers that are out there. You know, it's a multi-billion dollar industry the weight loss industry every year and 99% of us uh, still can't keep weight loss as a permanent part of our lives. We, we lose weight, we gain it back and we gain some more. We lose weight, we gain it back and we gain some more. And that yo-yo dieting is just as unhealthy as um, not losing the weight at all, but not losing the weight at all is not an option, right? Because of all the health, uh, problems that go along with being obese. Yeah, well, that's a great initiative and some great work there. And you've given us such great information. Where can our listeners find and connect with you, Dell? 
Well, I am. I'm, I'm really heavy on Facebook right now. Um, I have. Uh, if you if you look up Del Shroff on Facebook, you'll find me. And then I have a weight loss, a private weight loss group for anybody that's interested in joining. Um, you can you can apply there to join that. Um, and and then you can also find my website's not as active as it once was chefdelshroff.com. But um, I would start with Facebook, and then you can always go to the nutritionstudies.org org website and um you can find a link to me there well that's terrific and, and i highly recommend your cookbooks because uh again every one of your dishes that i've ever made comes out just perfect and and uh, always love eating that and and dell i can't thank you enough for sharing the information that you did and i really hope our listeners connect with you and learn from you how to cook great whole food plant-based oil-free dishes thank you so much for having me jeb i appreciate it that was Chef Del Sroof, and I'm Jeff Rosenblum. Thank you for listening, and remember, eat, live, and dream vegan.